This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. This insert, sponsored by Mana Health Products, the only 100% natural organic supplement for blood sugar control. Thanks, Mana Health Products. Uh, here's Wendy Christine. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Please tell me, Wendy, that sometimes your brain and your tongue are also not friends. Oh, very often, I'm afraid. <laughs> More often than I'd like. <laughs> oh, that's such a weird moment for me. All right, let's get on with this conversation. Uh, we're talking about food addictions today. Uh, and the more I think about it, the more I'm wondering to myself, uh, could it be based on our personalities? Could it be based on the food that we eat and the certain additives that our body really likes? And I've been pondering these things since uh, I knew I was going to be chatting to Wendy. So we're going to turn to her for all of the answers. Help us to know what's going on. What's with all the food addictions, Wendy? So what happens often is that there there are specific foods that affect our brain chemistry more than others. Um, And those that trigger the same centers in the brain that, say, drugs or, um, you know, alcohol would do, make them highly addictive. So we get very, very addicted to these foods, especially when our brain chemicals are not in balance. So what's really happening here? Is this... Uh, the particular type of food that we eat that we can get addicted to or can it be any food it just depends on us and how much of it we consume how does this addiction end up working in our bodies well it's generally it's generally junk foods that we get addicted uh-huh. to you don't really find people uh, getting addicted to platefuls of broccoli <laughs> um, unless they, <laughs> unless they have some vitamin or nutrient deficiency that their body's asking for broccoli but very seldom are your food addictions based on um, on healthy foods they they're normally on junk foods um, and it and it's not a, 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 just a lack of willpower that causes us to crave these foods it really is a neurotransmitter imbalance in the brain that affects the the biochemistry <clears throat> so, so and we're looking at brain chemicals hmm. Sorry, carry on. No, I was going to say, let's talk about those brain chemicals. I'm quite fascinated by this. Yeah, so we we have those four major um, brain chemicals, but the two that are involved in your addictions are your serotonin and your dopamine. Um, because they they're involved in food cravings and um, and they are cre- created from the foods we eat. So if we're not eating the right types of foods, our brains can't make the brain chemicals, and then we will we'll crave the wrong types of foods because it gives us that temporary release. So this is something that's actually affecting our brain chemistry. That's making us do what exactly practically? We're driving past the uh, take our drive through, and my body is saying you totally absolutely need one of those and you need it now and then we take a left turn instead of a right turn exactly so it impacts the reward centers in the brain and it becomes like a drug you have to absolutely have that and it's it's your body is not going to let up until it has had that particular food Um, and as i said the foods that people become addicted to generally are the junk foods so it's your sweet and your sugary foods your fried or your fatty foods um, fizzy drinks refined carbohydrates anything that's cheesy and carbohydrate that kind of thing Mm. And very often the people with the low serotonin levels are more likely to crave the carbohydrates and dairy dairy products. This is fascinating. So food addiction involves this irresistible craving for something unhealthy. Yes. Yeah. And whether they're hungry or not. So it doesn't matter whether you're hungry, whether you've just had a meal um, and what the health consequences are. You know, you might be trying to lose weight. You might be struggling with um, a, a chronic disease. 
but it doesn't matter. The, those food cravings will overrule. So this is this is kind of like a food being a reward as opposed to and trying to, I guess, give yourself that or your brain chemistry that that hit that it needs as opposed to saying I would like to eat this because I'm hungry or because I haven't eaten or I need to fuel my body. This has now gone down a completely different pathway. Yes, and and it's normally um, these kind of things are normally developed when when we're younger. So it's not just something that happens as we're older. Many people are rewarded with food or with sweets or whatever as as young children. And then when we get older and we go through stressful times, we we feel like we've still got to keep rewarding ourselves. Um, and then we have these unhealthy associations with food that develop as we try and soothe ourselves with food. Doesn't that also lead to the guilt feeling? And then that causes us to feel down. And the only way to deal with that down feeling is more food. So it becomes this vicious cycle. Yes, it does. It certainly does. And, and people get so, so hard on themselves because they just can't break those cycles. Um, but, it, you know, there's, there's so much more to it. It's really complex. Yeah, I can hear that. Uh, but then you're also dealing with food as opposed to drugs and alcohol. So it almost feels like it might be considered more socially acceptable. Yes, food certainly is more socially acceptable. Um, and, you know, you, you, it's yourself that you're doing harm to. There's no chance of harming other people um, and you're not doing anything illegal. But still, it has very similar sim symptoms and causes. And eating those wrong types of foods causes chronic health disease, mm. cr chronic health issues, you know. So you end up with more likelihood of obesity, type 2 diabetes, blood pressure issues, mood disorders, those kind of things. Yeah, in, in lieu of our conversation today, I uh, read this interesting story from a, a local lad who was exactly in the situation that you were talking about and that difficulty of breaking out of it. And he was very uh, candid in sharing his story about dealing with food addiction. And he was exactly caught in that circle, Wendy, of I can't believe I weigh this much. The doctors told me if I don't do something, I will die was what he was sharing. And all I did was go home and buy, uh, on my way home, buy as much junk food as I could. And I just locked myself in my house for a week and just ate it. And it's almost as if I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I'm still doing it anyway because of the way that it makes me feel. So I, I realized this is legit. This isn't just a, oh my goodness, I've overeaten. This is almost like a disease. Yes, it, it, it certainly is. And it is something that needs... Um, uh, intervention yes you you need help for that and you know i think many people with food addictions know they have a food addiction you know we don't need to tell them you shouldn't be doing that mm -hmm. because they tell themselves enough of that you know already and so there is a lot of that shame there is a lot of that um you know that struggle that they have within themselves they know what the right thing is but it it, it really is um is something that needs uh, intervention. Yes. So I would say for anybody who is struggling with any type of food addiction, and this is not, as you said, just a little overeating. Mm -mm. This this is eating despite being hungry. It's eating to fill a gap. It's eating, you know, to try and squash things down. There's something else that needs to be addressed as well alongside these things. There could be deficiencies. There could be emotional trauma. There, there's yes. so many different things that, that could trigger these things. Absolutely. Just uh, continuing on uh, on the sort of case study that I decided to go and uh, read up about, just to, to have got that. There, there's always a, a moment for anyone who's in any kind of addiction cycle, Wendy, where 
something changes, somebody steps in and says, I want to work with you, I want to help you, and to be able to see. And I think the success here with this person, and maybe we just heading off slightly off topic uh, of where we ought to be going, uh, just when you find that intervention, when you find those people that will walk a journey with you, when you find people that will help you, guide you, inform you, you know, then there's hope. And that's true for, I guess, anything that we struggle with in life. You, you just need somebody to step in or people to step in and, and lead you on a, a fresh path. That's true. And and you do need support. It's it's not a once-off conversation. It's a continuous checking in, checking in, checking in. You know, it's it, it really is a journey. It's not something that you can overcome in, you know, in a session with somebody. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's about finding other ways to fulfill that gap then the food was providing that for you as a as a as an addiction and then you say no to that i want to change the way i do things you have to find something else to fill that gap hey wendy i guess you need to go out and find something to do that's right and also to address the underlying issues because if you don't address what is actually at the root of it then it's going to come back and plague you all the time so um, just as we close, let's have a look at some of the common foods that we can eat that, that actually fulfill a emotional role. I think this is very fascinating. Yeah, so your dairy products have antidepressant effects. Your salty or your crunchy snacks relieve stress and anxiety and anger, you know, when you want to go and eat that packet of crisps after a heavy day. Yeah. Um, spicy foods can be for lack of excitement. Um, bread and rice and pasta is com- comforting and calming. Um, cookies and cakes and pies are you know, people that are needing reassurance and some more pleasure. Interesting. Um, sweets is often the reward, you know, because we were rewarded with sweets when we were children, when we hurt ourselves or, you know, when we were crying or whatever. Mm. And then high-fat foods are there to um, fill emotional emptiness. This is really, really fascinating. Um, I just want to let you know, if someone listening here and saying, wow, that feels like me, maybe not extreme, but I can see part of myself reflected in the conversation that you're having with Wendy, Brad, or maybe there's somebody you know who's really in this very deep and and something needs to be done and you just want to share some information, please make use of this podcast. We'll make sure it's available for you later after the program. Wendy, thanks. That's all we've got time for. This is really intense, you know, but uh, any last words from you as we close, just for somebody who's listening and saying, I identify myself here. I would just say, Acknowledge that there is a problem and um, don't ignore the emotions that go with it because there's very often an emotional component to food addictions. So seek the help that you need. Um, get, you know, get that team of people around you that is really going to encourage you and, and, um, and don't blame yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing is they get caught in the shame, guilt trap and it really it isn't effective because it just keeps them trapped in that same cycle. So that's what I would say. Seek the help that you need and get the support to rally around yourselves. Yeah, we love that. That's the voice of uh, Wendy Christian. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Wendy, appreciate this. This is a very special conversation this morning. Thanks so much for sharing it. Thanks for the kind way in which you've addressed it. And I really hope we've spoken into somebody else's life today that could really help them to take some uh, amaz- amazingly positive steps forward in their life. So thanks so much for that today. Pleasure, Brad, and have a great Thursday. Thanks so much. Wendy will be back again with us, uh, God willing, in uh, a week from now. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.